It's good to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to feel the presence of the Lord. Amen. And it's good to know Jesus. Um, amen. And I'm just glad to be here. And I want to encourage you, um, if you have came today and you have not been able to bring any food, praise the Lord. Please come and eat with us. Please, please, please. By all means, I want you to be a part of us. Amen. And uh, there is so much food down there, it could feed four times the amount of people that are here today. And uh, praise the Lord. And I'm sure we don't want to take it home. You know, that's what the church is for. It's like our um, Christmas banquet. Uh, we have our Christmas banquet, and generally um, it's $18 a person for that banquet. And uh, the church charges only $10 a person. And the reason we do that is so that none of our ladies have to work during the Christmas banquet. But um, I have found out a long time ago that we pretty much afford what we want to do. And, uh, and so if it's $10 a ticket, um, the church takes up the rest. And, uh, but that's what the church is for. That's for us to all come together and to share, just like they did in the, in the book of Acts. They all came together, and it was like everything was one. And that's the way I am. That's the way I feel about my brothers and my sisters. Praise the Lord. I tell my in-laws all the time, you know, um, Mike now owns a cement mixer. So if you need a cement mixer, don't buy one. Mike's got one. I tell him that all the time. Praise God. So, but... <laughs> But anyways, I tell them, I say, I got this or I got that. Yep. It says, but uh, if you want to bar it, come and bar it. So they always come and get it or I come and get it. Praise the Lord. And it's just the way the church family is. Um, and that is if you need something, you know, you can come and bar it. Praise the Lord. And uh, the only thing. Uh, so anyways, yeah. And so um, it's just it's just a good thing. And uh, that's the way the church ought to be. Amen. We all ought to come together, pool together. And in our low times, we can draw on the strengths of our brothers. And in our high times, we can give to others. Praise the Lord. I have a thing that I've always read every Thanksgiving. I really, really like this. Because, you know, life is just like this. And for time's sake, I'm not going to go too long. But it's called The Life as a Turkey. You know what? There are a lot of turkeys this morning that are great, that are thankful. They're really thankful. And do you know why they're thankful? Was because they weren't killed for Thanksgiving. Praise God. So there's a lot of turkeys today that are thankful. But here's the poem. It says, when I was a young turkey, new to the coop, my big brother Mike took me out to the stoop. Then he sat me down and he spoke real slow. And he told me there was something that I really needed to know. His look and his tone was, I always will remember, when he told me of the horrors of black November. Come about August, now listen to me. Each day you'll get six meals instead of just three. And soon you'll be thick, where once you were thin, and you'll grow a big rubberly thing under your chin. And when one morning, when you're warm 
in your bed. In will burst the farmer's wife and hack off your head. Then she'll pluck you out, your feathers, so you're bold and pink. And scoop you out all your insides and leave you lying in the sink. And when comes, and then comes the worst, he said with a bluffing. She'll spread out your cheeks and pack your rear with stuffing. Well, the rest of his words were too grim to repeat. I sat on the stoop like a winged piece of meat. I decided on the spot that I would avoid being cooked. I'd have to lay low and remain overlooked. I began a new diet of nuts and granola, high-foliage salads, juice, and diet cola. And as they ate their pastries and crepes, I stayed in my room doing exercise tapes. I maintained a weight of just two pounds and a half and tried not to notice when the big birds laughed. But twas I who was laughing under my breath as they chomped and they chewed ever closer to death. And sure enough, when Black November rolled around, I was the last turkey left in the entire compound. So now I lay on my, um, so now I'm a pet in the farmer's lap. I haven't a worry, so I eat and I nap. She held me today while sewing and humming and smiled at me and said, Christmas is coming. I've, I was talking to Caleb about it today. I said, you know, isn't that just like life? You exercise, you try to keep your diet down, you do everything, and then you get run over by a car. <laughs> not to say you're not supposed to do your best with your body. Let's all stand. Praise God. <clears throat> but I like that because that says a lot about life, doesn't it? You think you got it covered and then boom. Praise God. You got the wrong thing covered. I want to talk to you today with the help of the Lord on the subject stressed or blessed. Stressed or blessed. You have a choice today. I'm going to read to you from Psalms 1 and 1. I'm going to read to you the whole Psalms, which is a very good Psalms. I memorized this Psalms when I was a kid. He put it on my wall and I memorized it. I can quote it. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law he doth meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the day of judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but a way of the ungodly shall perish. Lord, I love you.
praise you, Jesus. Touch, Lord, and to move and to be with us. Help me, dear Lord, as I minister your word to your people. And God, I'm going to give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Can everyone say amen? You may be seated. The word blessed here could also be used for the word happy. 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 Praise God. It doesn't matter how rich. It doesn't matter how poor. It doesn't matter how famous or how famous you're not. Praise God. Everyone can be happy. Paul says, I have known how to be abased. I've known how to abound. I've known how to do this. I've known how to do that. If happiness is uh, something that's variable for you every day, then, praise the Lord, somewhere you're not adjusted right. Because happiness or um, blessed, feeling blessed every day, is, is a wonderful thing to get up and realize that you're blessed. It's amazing to me that how somebody can be starving and get a little food and feel blessed, and how somebody could have so much food and not feel blessed at all. It's just, it's a blessing is a, a part of the mind, praise God. And blessings, praise God, is a part of just being satisfied. Being satisfied with what you've got, praise the Lord, and being happy with what you got. There was a time in my wife and I's life when uh, this church had like several inches of water in the basement, and the windows were falling out, praise God. And we had a house over there, and uh, we uh, didn't have much money, and uh, I make probably more in one week than what we made in a whole month, and um, and so uh, things were tough, but we were happy, we were blessed, and uh, we were able to live and sustain, and we enjoyed our kids, and that's where our attention is. You see, because happiness, for the most cho- part, is a choice. It is a choice. It is a choice of where you put your mind, praise God. They took two little girls to a barn once, and... They took the two girls into the barn, and there was nothing but hay and, and horse manure. And the one little girl just snarled at it and was not happy with what was in the barn. The other girl got so happy because she said, with all this horse manure, there's got to be a horse somewhere around here. Praise God. And so, he, man, happiness is he, the way you look at things and the way you see things. Praise God. Happiness is mostly a choice. In, uh, in Psalms 2 and 12, David went on to say, Blessed are they that put their trust in the Lord. Blessings come by putting your trust in the Lord and just believing in God. Amen. David, when he wrote Psalms, there's 23rd Psalms, which is probably the most important Psalms. But this Psalm was the first Psalm that David wrote. And when David wrote this Psalm, I believe it was the most important thing. He got the most important thing out. And he talked about the blessings of life. Your happiness in this life, what would, it, what would it be if you went all through your life and ended up unhappy? There's going to be people that will go through all their whole life and end up miserable at the end. And they're going to have it fairly good. They may even live in a palace. But there's going to be those, praise God, who um, has uh, lived life. And they're going to die at the end, and they're going to be so happy, but they have lived in a cabin or a, just a small area. I watched a thing one time. It was, I can't remember what it was, but it was these million or billionaires, and they were so rich. And uh, uh, their mother uh, had uh, uh, 
kept them under the rule of taking care of all these animals and everything in the home. And she made her children do this. And so they had to stay there and do this, stay there and do this. And the one child's like, I don't want to do this. And so he left that and he went to be a beggar on the street. And all the time he was a beggar on the street, he was free. But all the time they were in that house, they were under bondage because they were under the bondage of doing what mama wanted. Um, They ended up trying to kill him because they felt they should deserve all the money because they're the ones that tried to do what mama always wanted. They had to stay there. They had to take care of the animals. They had to do everything because that was what was in mama's will. And so here you have two scenarios. You've got some that are filthy rich, mansion on a hill, et cetera, et cetera, miserable. And you have one that would rather be out uh, being homeless but being free. And so happiness does not come with materialism. Praise God. Happiness does not come with what you have. Paul said, I have learned to be content in whatever state I am in. So that means in the state of Ohio or the state of West Virginia or the state of Indiana or the state of Texas. I thought that's what that meant. But anyways, praise God, whatever state you're in, amen, you need to be content. You see, because one of the things that stress is caused by, it's caused basically by fear. Fear causes stress. That's what brings stress into our lives is fear. Praise God. And so you have to ask yourself, amen, when he said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, he had, you have to ask yourself, where are you spending your time? Who are you spending your time with? You know, it's cute. I can go back many, many, many years ago to a little restaurant where there was a mother that was a cook and she was raising a daughter and the daughter was probably in her teens and uh, she kept telling me, my daughter is a very, very good girl. She's a very good girl. It's all the people that she's hanging out with is why she's bad. And I could just hear all the other mothers. My daughter is a very good girl. She's a very good girl. It's just who she's hanging with. So you have to ask yourself, who are you hanging with? Praise God. Who are you hanging around? Because like they say, birds of a feather flock together. So who are you hanging around with? Praise God. What crowd are you running with? Is that the kind of life you want? And so you have to ask yourself, what are you spending your time with? That's because the Bible says, he, man, he, he, you know, David tells us, he said, blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Are you walking in with people that are giving you counsel that is not good? It's not productive. You're not getting anywhere. You keep hitting the wall. Your life's going to be much shorter. Praise God. And then another thing, where, what are you spending your time with? What are you listening to? What did you listen to? What kind of books do you like? What kind of books do you like to read? What kind of music do you like to listen to? I've often said, if you want to know where a young person is, put their headphones on and listen to their music. If it's about drugs and killing and all that other things, then that's what appeals to them. Praise the Lord. 
I have to tell you a cute one. My wife's not here today. We're driving down the road, and I'm singing, Come and fly with me in my beautiful balloon. This is about 20 years ago. She said, You need to sing a Christian skull. I said, Okay. Come and pray with me in my beautiful balloon. Praise God. But what are you listening to? What is it that it's on your mind? What, what kind of things are you reading? What kind of things are you looking at on the computer and et cetera? The word there in number one, the main word there in number one is counsel. Where are you getting your counsel? Because every one of us gets counsel every day. Somebody's counseling us. I'm getting counsel every day. I'm giving counsel every day. Who do you have around you and what are they counseling you with? Praise God, because it will affect you. If you haven't met someone and someone you know you talk to, what they say about that person will affect the way you think of them when you see them. Because there is an infection there. There will be an infection there. And so who, what is your counsel? Praise the Lord. Because I'll tell you what. If you're a miserable person and you're constantly complaining and you're constantly down-mouthed about things, happy people will stay away from you. Praise God. If you're a, a, a continual negative person, ne- positive people will stay away from you. Praise God. And so who is your counsel? Praise God. Do you go to the people that tell you what you want to hear? I've often said, I don't know why they didn't talk to me about it. Someone would say to me once in a while, it's because they know what you're going to say. And they don't want to say. You know, when my kids, my boys were growing up, I raised three boys. And they turned out to be wonderful boys. But there were times in their lives, Brother Bully and I talked about this. There were times in their lives when they thought I didn't know what was going on. And I, I learned one day, I said to one of them, I said, if I'm not doing this right, what's the way to do it? I don't know. Oh, okay. But I would say to my boys, I would say, okay, you don't think I know what I'm doing. So you pick somebody out, and you go talk to them about it. But this is the deal. Don't you pick somebody out that, that's all messed up. You pick somebody out that's got it going. I says, and you go ask them. And I was grateful for the, boy, for the men around me that my boys could go and talk to and get good counsel. I was grateful for that. Amen. Praise God. So who are you going for counsel? Amen. And if you're going to them, are they successful in that field? The word blessed and man here are used as a, as a general description. It's for the poor. It's for the rich. Praise God. It's a general description for everyone. It's for the servant. It's for the master. It's for the young. It's for the old. So, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Blessed is for everyone. Men is for everyone that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Praise God. Walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Do you know what that word walketh means? 
This is really, really good. That word walketh means to continually do it. It's not a period here or a period there in life, a period there, a going bad today, out for a couple months, back in it, out. For, it's talking about a consistency. We need a consistency in living for the Lord. Now, I'm going to say right from the very beginning here, you cannot change your past, but you can change your present and your future. And if you want the blessings of the Lord and you want to be blessed, then you start being consistent in your relationship with God. You're doing the right things. You're walking in the right way consistent sometimes men and women get upset because they're like i don't understand why this or that and but if they look back over their lives they never had any consistency i had a guy one time that uh his wife or his daughter when the phone would ring his he'd tell his daughter he'd say tell them i'm not here <clears throat> and then one day she lied to him and he's like, I don't know why she lied to me. I taught her better than that. I said, yeah, you did. Tell her I'm not here. Walketh consistently. There's nothing like consistent walking for the Lord. Consistency. Your consistency, dedication to God. Your consistency, dedication. Because I'm telling you something, just like a farmer... Just like a farmer, praise God, who plants and goes out the next day, he can dig up what he's planted because it hasn't come up. You say, well, I live for the Lord two days, and look, I'm in a mess. Yeah. It takes time. It didn't take, you didn't get where you're at overnight. Praise the Lord. Walketh. There's something about consistency. Walking. Our family, our friends, our neighbors, everyone needs to see a consistency. They'll always be in church. They'll always be there when I need them. Praise God. They don't go to the right and they don't go to the left because of what is said. You need to really need, write that down. I don't go to the right. I don't go to the left by what's said. Praise God. I do the right thing. Praise the Lord. Walketh in the counsel of the ungodly. Continual walking. You know that they're going to live for the Lord. You know they're going to walk with God. You know they're going to do the right thing. You know they're going to say the right thing. You know they're going to be there. And that's what he said. Those kind of men and women are blessed. Praise God. When they continue, when they walketh. In the way of life. And that is the way that everyone lives every day. Galatians 6 and 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. <clears throat> you want a great life? It takes time. Praise the Lord. You look at the blessings that's all around you and you realize, Amen, it came with a lot of work and a lot of time. 
nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor uh, it is, praise God, it is, it is better said when, it says, when he says, nor standeth in the way of sinners, it's better said, it, it can be mean that you stand in the way of them coming to the Lord, but it also could also mean that it means you stand with them, you stand with sinners. You're not standing with the Lord. I'm telling you what, living for the Lord is one of the most wonderful things. I would not have the life that I have. I would not have the relationships I have. I would not have the, uh, the situations that I have. Praise God, if it was. Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor stand with the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. This you know, when, when it talks about walking with the Lord, walking with the Lord and being with God, praise the Lord, and it talks about um, standing in the way of sinners, that's farther away from God. When it talks about, amen, sitting in the seat of the scornful, that implies more of a deliberation or a determination, uh, determination, determination of what your character is going to be you are praise God sitting to stand is one thing when you sit you have decided that I'm going to be here if you go into somebody's house and that you're standing there they say come on come on in and sit down that's telling you that they want you to stay right praise God and so sitting in the seat of the scornful when a person sits in the seat of the scornful the scornful is a person that mocks the things of God they put down the things of God. There are people in your life that will put down the things of God. They'll sit in the seat of the scornful. That's farthest away from. And you can tell they're unhappy. You look at people that aren't living for the Lord and walking with God, and they're not happy. When they attack you, understand, praise God, they're not happy. They're miserable inside. You can't capitalize on that. But you, you just have to let them be, sitting in the seat of the scornful. They mock God. They mock the things of God. They're farther away from God. Proverbs 1 and 22 says, How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. You see, because knowledge will help you to realize that I'm not in a good place. Everything I'm teaching today is knowledge. Of how to live a great life. Some people will mock it. Scorn it. Yeah right. Uh huh. Sure. Uh huh. Some people will say. I understand that. I'm not going to put it down. But I'm going to stand here against it. I'm not going to accept it. And you know the bottom. Of the, the bottom. The end of it all is. They're the ones that's going to have to live the miserable life. Praise God. As for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to do the things of God, not just today, but tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. And eventually I will build. We have a nice building here, and it's a beautiful building. I turn the air conditioner on. I set the temperatures with my phone. I, set, I check the, the church with my cameras. It's just, it's just a wonderful thing, but it wasn't always like that. There was times we had kerosene heaters in the middle of the church. Praise God. And we, we just, it was just, but the thing of it is, amen, it was that consistency 
a little here, 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 a little here. And you say, well, I could never be like you. Yes, you could. It might take some time to be in a place with God. I could never get there. Yes, you could. You know what to do. Praise God. What is holding you back from doing it? Is it much easier just to struggle in your situations? Praise God. And so, Proverbs 3 and 34 says, Surely he scorneth the scorners. God scorneth the scorners. But he giveth grace unto the lonely. You praise the Lord. If you come to the Lord and say, God, I need you, God will say, I will give you grace. I will help you out. I will help you walk. Verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law he doth meditate day and night. Praise God. In, look, his delight is in the law of the Lord. Do you know what excites me every day? And that is God's word, God's things, God's this, God's that, God's that. Praise God. It's not the things I can buy. It's not the things that I can have. It's, I'm excited about God. I'm excited about his word. I'm excited about his love. I'm excited about what he's doing. I'm excited about knowing the word of God. I'm excited about reading the word of God. I'm excited about, you know, one of the first things you need to do is play Christian music. Play Christian music. Praise the Lord. Make an atmosphere where the presence of God is in your place. Now, if you don't, if you don't play any music at all, that's fine. But if you play music, play Christian music. You know, every once in a while, my, car, my truck radio will get over on something um, that I might want some news or something, and then there's music playing, and after a while, I'm like, I don't like that stuff. And I get back on the Christian station. Amen. You might say, well, they're not like us. Praise God all the way. Yeah, I understand that, but they're still praising God. You know what the Lord showed me up here on the pulpit, and maybe this is out of order, but the Lord showed me on the pulpit, and I feel good in the Holy Ghost talking about it. The Lord showed me in the pulpit. He said, you know what? The greatest weapon of the devil is division. And if he can divide this church in any way, he will. And although we all may not understand each other and agree with each other, we need each other and we need, yes. praise God, we just do. Praise God, we do not need division. And so we need unity in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the Lord will take care of the things. Praise God, between each one of us. But I thought about some of the people that I was divided with, some of the people that I just could not stand to be around at times. And nobody in this church, just other situations, okay? Amen. And I, I just want you to know it ain't part of my family either, okay? Um, no. But there are people in this country that I just, they just live a life that I don't agree with. And and the Lord just spoke to me and said, you know what? That's a crack that the devil can get into. You need them. They're your brother. I have them there. I have not taken them home. I will deal with it. You need to love them. Yes. Praise God. And so, amen. My delight needs to be in the things of the Lord. 
when we get excited about the things of God? Do you get excited about coming to church? Or is it a job? Do you come here because you have to? Do you excited about the word of God? Was you excited about hearing about God's word today? Praise God. Do you get excited about being around people of the Lord? Or do you avoid them? Praise God. The Bible says day and night, all the time. In the nighttime, in the daytime. You don't just love God during the day and the night you let the flesh go. Praise God. It's not like letting the flesh go on Saturday night and being in church on Sunday morning. They even wrote a Christian song on that. Thank God for Sunday morning. You know, after Saturday nights, thank God for Sunday morning. It's just... Praise God. But David says that if you really want to be blessed, if you really want God to bless you, he says you need to have him day and night. Verse 3, and he shall be like a tree. Oh, my God. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Do you know what the wonderful thing about a tree by the river in other words, that tree plants itself there. But the wonderful thing about a tree by the river is the fact that a tree out in the middle of the field only gets rain or only gets water when it rains. But a tree by the river gets water all the time. When you plant yourself in a place where you always get fed, by God. Praise God. You know one of the greatest things about being in a preacher's home? And that is enjoying the word of the Lord all the time. Do you know what one of the greatest things about being in a, 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 a restaurant? Always having good food. When my uncle bought a Dairy Queen, Praise the Lord. And my dad was the repair man. Oh, man, you ought to see some of the things I made going through that place. All kind of ice cream treats and anything I wanted. Praise the Lord. But when you are planted right there in the church, right there where the water's always flowing, right there where the word is always spoken, right there, praise God, you never have to worry about droughts. Because you've always got access to make your life good. I'm telling you, get wrapped up in the church. Become a part of the church. Amen. John 4 and 14 says, But whosoever drinketh of the water, Jesus says, that I will give of him, he shall never first. But he says, But bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither. His leaf is not going to wither. Why? Because even during the drought, he's right next to the river. you got to get next to God. you got to get next to the church. Praise God. And, and say, I'm not going to go out. I'm going to get next to God, get next to the water. Praise God. Verse 4, in the ungodly are not so, but like the chaff. The ungodly, amen. You know what chaff is? They will take wheat and they will beat wheat. And the chaff is the stuff on the outside of the wheat that is worthless. And the nice thing about chaff is when you beat it and it's light, the wind blows and it blows the chaff away. Do you ever realize that people that don't have a solid base in life, people that say, 
I, I, I don't believe in right. I don't believe in wrong. I don't believe in, in, in uh, absolutes, which is amazing to me. So if you don't believe in absolutes, is it absolutes that there is no absolutes? You can think about that today. But anyways, it's like chaff. It just goes with the wind. We see, we see a lot of people today with their morals and everything else. They're just going with the wind. Just because they, everybody says this is good, that's where they go. And just because everybody says this is good, that's where they go. And because everybody says this, that's where they go. You understand what I'm saying today? It's like chaff. And the Bible says that if you don't stand on the things of God, then you are like the chaff that just goes anywhere. You'll go with this friend or you'll go with that friend. But you need to stand up and say, no, this is not right. That's what the wheat does. Praise God. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. Praise God. It is better understood as God knows who is righteous. He knows the way of the righteous. Amen. He knows your way. He knows who you are. And he knows your way. But the way of the ungodly shall perish. Praise God. We need to take note that we need to be more concerned with the way that God knows our righteousness. Let me say this today. Please hear me on this. I, you need to be concerned of what God thinks of you instead of what others think of you. There have been times I've had to tell my wife, they may not like me, but they know I did the right thing. Praise God. You need to be more concerned about what God thinks of you than what people think of you. Because God knows the righteous. Amen. Concerned about that. Amen. Also, we need to understand that what the world works so hard to get will someday turn to nothing. The Bible says the ungodly will perish. Everything that the world's done will perish. It'll be nothing. If the world done anything for God, they will never see their reward because it will perish with them. Think about it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Blessed. It is a blessed day. Thank God. Every day you get up, tell God, say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for what you've given me. Hey, I am blessed. I am blessed. Let's stand. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. It's good to have you today. Amen. I'm going to...